Hey everyone and welcome to the first episode of the e-learning guys. My name is Nate Zorga Dulmin and joining me is David Charney. Hi Dave. Hello Nate, hello everyone. How are you doing? Uh, very good, very good. It's, a, it's a, been a busy week, but uh, how's everything going there? Also busy. I think, I think uh, my default answer should be just super busy and you know that's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, the, kind of the default these days, especially at the end of the year, uh, always busy. Yeah, yeah. Every year I say to myself, December, this year December will be quiet. It never happens, never. Right, right. <laughs> I'll take some days off, yeah. be nice. N- <laughs> no, maybe in July. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so maybe we can uh, share with everyone what we are doing here. This is going to be a show about uh, Articulate Storyline Development with two guys that are passionate about e-learning, that love to prob- problem solve, that uh, love to be creative. And we want to share all these experiences uh, with you listeners and uh, fellow e-learning developers. Yeah, maybe you want to add something to, to my small list there? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Storyline is kind of our, our go-to tool, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of pieces of that e-learning puzzle. So yeah, we're really interested in just exploring ideas and talking about experiences and scenarios and even what, you know, what, what the future of e-learning might be, uh, whether it's instructional design ideas or uh, software, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. you know, how do we bring our uh, courses to life? And, uh, and also hearing from the community as well, you know, a lot of brilliant people out there. So the, the, the more discussions that get started, the better. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so may, maybe, uh, Dave, tell us a bit about yourself, and then uh, I'll join in. Sure, sure. Yeah, I can talk a little bit about uh, where I'm at today, where my history of uh, getting into e-learning. Yeah. Um, you know, I had started, uh, I actually have a degree in computer graphics technology, which uh, really got me into kind of the whole multimedia world. Uh, which you don't hear the word multimedia as much anymore, but um, no, you really don't. <laughs> there's so it's so multimedia now that you don't even they don't even have to have a word for it. It just is. Um, but uh, it, it was it was great starting that program because uh, Purdue, where I had gone to college, had just created it, computer graphics technology, um, and it was a CAD program at first. So it was a, it was a great uh, experience for me to start exploring animation and video and 3D animation and various other things and how do you kind of combine all those into a single experience and 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 I you know looking back I suppose we really are telling stories and all this stuff so it was kind of e-learning without the term being there um so uh from there I kind of uh started to uh to build websites and various things and and I always like to push the experience, and that led me to about 16 years ago, uh, somehow already, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> starting to develop e-learning uh, in programs like Authorware and Director and Flash, so you know Lingo and ActionScript and HTML. Um, that was Flash was my first real experience where I felt like I had a very, you know, uh, big canvas to work in. Um, and it wasn't even a flat canvas, you know. It, was, I, it had depth, and and I could do a lot with it. Yeah. One of one of those guys that used Flash when it was owned by Macromedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, all of that. I think Authorware, Director, and Flash are all Macromedia, if I remember right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, 
and then Adobe swung in and, and captured and, all that. Yeah, and killed too. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that was like CD-ROM based stuff though. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if I have CD-ROMs around here, but, um, uh, but you know, then that turned into Captivate and Lectora and Articulate Studio and all this stuff. So just, you know, I evolved with it and maybe it evolved with me a little bit, but, um, ultimately, uh, I just kept exploring e-learning and instructional design ideas and approaches. And, and that led me to about 11 years ago, starting a Lumen group, um, in the Chicago area and, and kind of our bread and butter butter is custom e-learning development of courses and modules, instructional animations. I just wanted to continue doing that. Um, we, we do a lot of 3d animation and stuff like that. And so it was really a great way to, you know, from what I had originally done, um, in the macromedia days of computer graphics technology in college to bring that up to, to, to what I was doing now in business. And, um, and again, to push the engaging experiences, um, I think at, at, at Illumin, one big thing that we try to do, or I guess our, our motto almost is to engage, to educate, and prepare. And, and that's what we like to do, um, to bring those experiences to life for the, uh, for the learners. Mm-hmm. And so that's mainly what I've been doing for the past 11 years. Um, more lately, we've been uh, collecting all these templates uh, you know, whenever we build projects, we end up kind of having these templates and various things, and we wanted to do something with them. So we created a a site called eLearning Locker, um, and eLearning Locker is a uh, basically a subscription site where you can download that stuff. And and more and more, it's becoming a, uh, a a way that I can get my videos and various things that I've been creating outside of that uh, on eLearning and articles and various things, make those available to people to check out and and you know, again, continue to can you continue the discussion, the e-learning discussion. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of been my history and and where I'm at today. Um, and how about you? What led you down the path of uh, to e-learning development? It all started <laughs> back um, in the day. <laughs> uh, it was uh, after after high school. I didn't didn't know exactly what to where to go to study because. Uh, just nothing felt right, so for that year I just just uh, decided to join the you know uh, obligatory military for the seven months we had here. It's, it's no longer obligatory, I think, for te- for at least ten years. Uh, so I went through that, and then that year just looking what to do in terms of school, and then in that summer. Out of the blue, a new school opens uh, called Multimedia Academy. So Institute for Multimedia Academy, I think that's the full name. And it was, you know, the greatest thing ever, dream come true for <laughs> me because I, I was uh, playing with Photoshop. I was doing panoramas when you, we know, with in, in uh, photo panoramas in the mm-hmm. old times where you, where you had to take, you know, 20 photos and then stitch them together things like that and just playing around with different tools and uh, I really love that stuff so uh, that school was great for me and uh, uh, there I, I met this friend uh, also called Dave uh, also named David actually and uh, he was <laughs> there's a lot of us yeah <laughs> there's a few uh, and he was working at this company and I went there to help a bit uh, with something and stayed there for 10 years uh, <laughs> I think suddenly that, and they, I think it was a company that 
it was one of the first companies that dealt with e-learning here in Slovenia. There I learned, uh, I went, we went through all different projects, you know, working through, through, through for some uh, European projects and government projects. So I learned uh, a lot about the process. I, I had a small team of students when we were localizing some content from English. That That's where I was playing with authorware, actually. Then slowly also used a bit of Captivate, but wasn't really a big fan. Uh, then the, started using Articulate Studio in about 2007, eight, something like that. Uh, and then used it for many years. Um, and then slowly the company pivoted in other directions. So for, I don't know, two, three years, I was, you know, one man band learning department. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in 2014, well, then Storyline came out, which was uh, fantastic for me and uh, really, really loved the tool because I knew all the limitations I had with PowerPoint and Studio and which is, it was almost ancient even in that time. And then 2014, I, I uh, uh, well, I was let go. So I, I immediately, immediately jumped into freelancing and focused on Storyline. I didn't want to use, I didn't want to use any other tool, although I was looking at Captivate. But I want to, I wanted to stay focused into Storyline because uh, I don't think there's any other way you can really master a tool. Uh, and I think it was a good decision because. Uh, you know, when you know how the tool uh, does not work right, then, then you know how the tool, <laughs> then you know how to use it uh, properly and don't waste time with, uh, you know, maybe some features that will uh, bite you in the ass later. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, um, and uh, then uh, started meeting people all, all around the world, uh, uh, doing different projects with uh um, people outside of Slovenia. Actually, most of my business is outside of Slovenia because market is still a bit a bit young here, or attitude is a bit of uh, we're gonna do it ourselves, you know. So mm-hmm. okay, uh, yeah. Then well, joined the community, met you, and here we are. Yep, and here we are. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful community, and uh, Articulate's done a very good job of uh, of of providing a place for the community to uh yeah to 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 go um and and yeah we're, we're very similar you know i have got a lot of experience with a number of other programs out there and um still developing them um uh but storyline is really the most uh requested now um and uh for me personally it's the it's the easiest uh for me to uh develop in I, I just like you're saying. I, I understand it to to the point where I uh, even the the you know the, the occasional bug that comes up, we can problem solve our way yeah. around it. I I know about the problem solving. Yeah. Uh, the 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 biggest thing that bugs me sometimes it's you know the 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 inconsistency between the Flash and the HTML5 version. So often I would just uh, I would just say to the client, let's just focus on HTML5. We won't even use Flash, you know. So you you just change the files there with story.html. Uh, so everything plays nicely. And I actually, I have a, I have a partner here who sometimes outsources some work uh, for me, to me. And uh, they 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 have, they are strictly HTML5. They don't even they don't they don't care about Flash. Just HTML5 version. That's it. And uh, 
uh, although that that approach is a bit um I think it's great because you don't have to look at two versions. But, you know, in Storyline, you have to export in order to even check the HTML5 version. You can't preview it, which, of course, slows down right. a bit the testing. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, a lot of our stuff is is strictly HTML, though uh, we do have a number of things where, uh, you know, we'll be in situations where we might have a complex interaction uh, and... We know that the computer systems that they're going to be on are still might be running an old enough browser that it's a little questionable. So sometimes we'll still have the flash in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, when we can go all HTML, uh, all, all the better. We're, you know, yeah. we've, we've got one. It certainly helps the, the QA process that we go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when you mentioned older computers, I I would think about a year ago I was in a in a meeting somewhere and uh, they had this. Sometimes with these companies, they have super old computers hooked up to the projector. And I, I think it was like Internet Explorer 6 or 7. I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was actually afraid what's going to happen with the, con- with, the, with the project I had that was developed in Storyline. And then I run it. And because it was in Flash, it ran fine. <laughs> and at that point, you know, it really clicked like, okay, so for the legacy stuff, Flash is not so bad. Yeah, yeah, I Flash is uh Flash really I I I'll always love Flash because it it did not only provide me a way to create these more in-depth experiences. You know, it really gave me the opportunity to to just come up with the idea first and then worry about how I was going to do it second, where mm-hmm. a lot of times you're kind of you kind of stop yourself short by the so- what you think the limitations of the software are. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you know, I, we've talked about this before, but Storyline makes me feel that way too now. I, and I feel like I can come up with the idea yeah. and then worry about how it's going to be done later. Um, but, but yeah, the um, if anything, Flash, I know a lot of people dislike Flash, but it's certainly, I feel, got us to where we're at today. Um, and And, you know... You know, whatever it happens to it, oh, we know what's happening to it. But I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think it'll live on in 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 the experiences that we have online now. Yeah, yeah. Just just to add to the flash thing, uh, what what I would say is that uh, I think all the you know all the security holes and the uh, prote- processor intensity, that's the minus of the flash. Otherwise, you know, of course, it, it, it delivers a great, great experiences. Just think, think about all the thousands of games that were developed. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I rem- and I remember, you know, visiting some friends with the, with the small kids they have. And, you know, they go to the internet, just open a page with full of flash games and just play that, you know. <laughs> yep. I would have probably had to have turned into what, HTML5 and and the future of what that is is going to be anyway. So uh, you know it kind of worked itself out. Unfortunately, we've got a lot of uh, stuff built in Flash, especially in e-learning that needs to be converted over. And I think we hear about that often. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know we've done several projects like that, and I'm sure you've run into that yourself. Yeah, I think I just finished one. The one uh, they had some older pro- older course that had to be redeveloped in Storyline. So that was my latest project yeah yep maybe maybe we can share one of the maybe maybe we can emphasize one of the uh you know like like uh more special types of projects we were working on in storyline what, what you do what an example what example would you give um you know we had 
just finished a project for a, a children's hospital. They use this uh, this product that uh, if you don't, if if the nurses and the 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 staff there don't know how to use it right, it can just flat out lead to fatalities. And mm. it's not used all that often. So to create a refresher, you know, that can kind of yeah. refresh their memories. So for us, one thing we wanted to do is use Storyline to almost create kind of this world, this, uh, you know, virtual everything mm -hmm. um, scenario where they could go in and and click on the tubes and make sure the tubes aren't leaking. And, you know, there's feedback based on um, these different situations and for everyone to interpret what that means and make the right decisions. Um, again, I'm, I talk about the experience instead of the the how we did it, because that always comes second to me. But, um, you know, then in Storyline, we were able to create that kind of world very easily using, you know, various layers and just kind of like we'll create animations. And if you put those animations in at the, just the right time with the right uh, uh, overlap and the right transitions in between them, mm -hmm. it's, it's really a smooth uh, uh, learning experience. Um, and then, so I, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but that was one of the examples of something we just finished uh, not too long mm -hmm. ago. That was a nice storyline uh, project. Nice, nice. And I wanted to um, share one of mine. It's uh, not as exciting in terms of content, but technically it was um, it's quite a beast because uh, it's a, it's a course for a pharmaceutical company and. Uh, it has many, 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 too many slides. Actually, I would say so. Luckily, some of the some of the courses we we broke down into more part into many parts. Uh, but the the point is that the course with like fifty slides at least uh, <laughs> had to be in twelve languages. Mm. So and all in one storyline. So uh, you know. Which is not a big problem because you, you create separate scenes and you lead a user down the path based on the chosen language. Uh, but at the end, there was a bit of a challenge because we had to have just one result slide uh, because of the tracking, of course. Um, so the SCORM would uh, track correctly because uh, if we, you, we would have different quizzes and the different result slides, uh, you can track only one of those, which is a problem. So um, that uh, meant I had to. That then it all came down to having just one quiz. So every quiz slide has a bunch of triggers that change states of the A B C D answers to the correct language. Um, and it wasn't done using you know just text variables because uh, I know those break the fonts. Um, and uh, I wanted to use something else. So it was just state of every A, B, C, D answer. Every uh, every object has 12 states with all the different tr translations of the of the course, for example. So that was a big one, and we're, we're, we're still working on it because it's, I think, I think it's five courses and they're really big. So yeah, that was one of the, the bigger one. But it, it was a great experience if, if I wanted to ever, ever to do a course that is in more languages than one. Uh, I mean, I have a great experience now doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And yeah, I'm sure once once you did a couple and they worked well, uh, now you feel you can just keep 
you know, give yes. me a thousand languages. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> yes. I guess as long as it's not 50 gigabytes in size, uh, it, oh man! At least functionally, it'll work. The project uh, articulate project uh, file is like eight hundred megabytes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and exported, I think when I zip it up, it's about two hundred. So yeah, it's it's big mm-hmm. because and also every slide has a sound, so the voiceover, mm, which means right. we had to fix all the sync animations with the bullets for each language. Because uh, first it was developed in English and then we made the copies. And uh, yeah, so we, we had to create a big spreadsheet with all the objects that, that come in and the translators and the viewers had to write the timings in. So we went then and fixed those timings according to objects. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's a it's, lot of work. Yes. I'm it, sure it feels good to... Uh, to to have gone through it now though looking back uh yes and also we're still not done so i think there's one more course to do but yeah i think three were were done well so yeah we're on a good track (laughs) good on the right track yeah uh all right i think uh we can wrap it up at this point yeah i think so okay david thank you uh tell us where can uh, people find you Oh, well, people can find me generally, uh, well, in the United States. We'll start from there <laughs> and then narrow it down from there. Um, no, I, uh, y- you know, uh, you can always find me at Illumin Group, uh, my company in the Chicago area. We do uh, custom e-learning development and consulting and and uh, have our site uh, e-learning locker as well if you need uh, templates and assets. And also e-learning locker is a great place to find the new videos that I've been uh Posting, uh, you can find find those through YouTube. Uh, type in eLearning Locker, or again through eLearningLocker.com. Uh, and I'm pretty regularly on Twitter, uh, tweeting as you do. Uh, my name there is uh, Dave underscore Charney, C H A R N E Y. Nate, uh, how about you? <laughs> uh, thank you, David. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at N E J C D because. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> D is from the surname. Um, and also on the elearningbrewery.com. So I think this wraps up our first episode. Uh, and I hope to catch you all in the next episode. Bye-bye. Take care. Now you say bye-bye. Or <laughs> something. Bye-bye.